Welcome to this week's Money Meetings, <laughs> April 15th, 2019. Money Meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Today, we're kind of going to just recap a little bit about NAB in the last week since we took last week off to go to NAB. Um, what excited us the most, all that stuff. As normal, if you have any questions or comments, please try and keep them to the topic. If they start to get spammy or kind of like promotional stuff, then we'll definitely mute you and move on to the next question. If you do have a question, you can raise your hand under, I always forget where it is, under participants. There's a little raise your hand feature. You can also type question in the chat and we'll field them properly to the, the participants here or if we have the guests. Um, as usual, the show is recorded, so if you have concerns about anything said on the call, just let us know, and we'll try and cut them out of the final release. So I think that's it for the normal intro stuff. Um, opening topics, we've got Campmograph, obviously has been announced already, but the website is officially up. For, it's officially up. Launched. Yeah. So it's no longer just a placeholder. You can see... Everything that's on it, including like cabin sizes and renting a tent, if you are not renting a tent, but like if you want to stay in a tent, there's options to do that too. Um, all the activities. So just like a quick recap, it is October 3rd through 6th this year, 2019 in North Hero, Vermont, which is kind of just outside of Burlington. Um, currently it is two nights of fireside chats. So what that means is kind of like keynote speakers. You can see who those are on the website. Um, or should we just tell them here, Mark? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I yeah. yeah. Fireside chat, chats. We have Aaron Sarofsky, uh, the owner and executive creative director of Sarofsky Court out of Chicago. And then another artist out of Chicago, Ryan Summers, who is the creative director of Digital Kitchen, will be joining us as well for the fireside chats. So the fireside chats are more of a Q&A session you know, uh, each, pre or, uh, each presenter might come through and just kind of kick off the discussion with a couple topics, but uh, this is a great chance to really interact with some top tier talent and get your questions answered or, you know, just spark some interesting uh, discussions. So, yep. um, also want to give a big shout out to the sponsors that have uh, come on board already, uh, Maxon. School of Motion and Red Giant. We're super stoked to have those guys on board um, and looking forward to showing all the campers what uh, these sponsors are going to bring to the table. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only other stuff is uh, you'll see a bunch of workshops listed on the website, including like color theory, camera techniques, sculpting, et cetera. We have most of those workshop teachers uh, ready to announce. So if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we're going to be rolling those out as kind of like surprise announcements here and there. Um, so that's definitely cool. And they're definitely names just like Aaron and Ryan that you'll recognize. Yeah, I think we're the plan is kind of to roll them out throughout the week so you guys can kind of know the whole shebang by next Saturday and uh, or this Saturday, uh, 4.20 is when the early bird kind of pre-registration starts. So you can save a little bit of money mm -hmm. uh, on those tickets by grabbing your ticket then. So um, really stoked on how all this is shaping up. Um, 
visit the website, give us a shout out if you have any questions or whatnot. Um, but we will be kind of talking a bit more about this on the MoGraph podcast later today uh, with Matt and Dave. Um, but again, this all started to uh, come together to try to give more back to the community. We have a lot of these big conferences that are in large cities and whatnot, um, but this is something unique and we're trying to keep it very affordable for people to attend. I mean, it's more or less three days all lodging and meals included with all the presenters and stuff in workshops for anywhere from uh, $425 to $525. Um, so very affordable um, in terms of conferences. So really excited. It's going to be small. So be sure if you're interested in this and want to attend that you are signed up uh, for the newsletter so you know when tickets go live on Saturday. Um, they won't all be on sale on Saturday. We'll cap it at a certain early bird amount so it doesn't all go um, in the early bird and we can hopefully get some people that miss that early bird date to get involved as well. Uh, but really trying to make it affordable for people. We've got a, uh, a huge lineup with a lot of diverse uh, uh, counselors, we'll say, you know, men and women, and it, it's going to be, it's shaping up to be awesome. I think this is going to be, I would like to almost say a new standard for how like uh, these type of meetups, retreats, whatnot um, are going to start happening from here on out. So looking forward to this for sure. Yep. Um, Liam, anything else? I think that's it. Um, as usual, if you want to join our discord, there's a lot of people in there. I think we we're like almost up to like 200 the other day when I checked, which seems like a lot, but it's not very active. So if you are in the discord, definitely chime in. Um, and then feel free to join us in there too. Like I, I always have it open and try and pop in when new people join and just like give a heads up to what's going on. Um, so I definitely would like to see that getting more active, especially for how many people are in there and then newsletter, of course. And then I guess the new hats are on the site as well, which Matt, or not Matt, God, sorry, Mark is now sporting. Um, and I have one too, and I forgot to put it on. It's upstairs. Maybe I'll go run and grab it. But uh, those things are awesome. So nice work on those, Mark. Yeah, dude, of course. I think and I don't know. Let us know if you guys have any interest if we made other swag like uh, T-shirts or anything like that. There was some talk at NAB being uh, a Monday morning meeting, uh, doing some sort of um, – comfortable sweatsuit, if you will. So uh, let us know if that might be of interest to you too. I mean, heck, we should just make it and then you can buy yeah. it if you want it. So yeah, especially since they're printed on demand. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. So um, other than that, I think that's it. So we can kind of talk about NAB and all the well, I was about to say crap that went on there, but like exciting crap that went on there. Like, mm -hmm. Lots a lot of, of shit. A lot of shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> as you can probably hear, my voice is still kind of raspy from, from the whole week and just, like, talking and, like, being excited and screaming for things happening. So, um, on our notes, Mark, I broke it down by day. I think that's yeah, probably a logical way to yeah. go through it. Um, so, if you weren't there the last two years on Sunday, well, we're going to start on Sunday, uh, School of Motion, Grayscale Gorilla, 
this year, Motion Hatch, Video Copilot, A-Scripts, Motion Array, Action VFX, Red Giant, Maxon, last year, Chris Doe in the future, I think a couple others, they've kind of rotated whose sponsors throw this big motion design event. Um, and it's awesome. And I think part of what they're doing there also kind of inspires Camp MoGraph a little bit too, where it's just like you go and you hang out with these people and you're just like conversing. There's no presentations or anything. One thing that I really liked about this year is it seemed a lot more low key. Mark, you were there last year, weren't you too? Uh, I was there two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I guess Matt, maybe you can chime in or anyone else that was there last year to, to compare. I think it was pretty low key in terms of just like, flocking a little bit like last year i remember like people like flocking around joey and like flocking around christo and like this year it seems like people are starting to get the sense that people in the industry and like industry leaders are just people too you can go have a beer with them and you can just chill out and just talk a little bit it doesn't have to be like this big celebrity moment which i thought was a real nice change of pace from from last year it's like i want to just go chat with joey for a couple minutes um so that was really nice. What did you, so this is your first one, Mark. What did you think about it? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I mean, um, no shortage of people, that's for sure. The line to get in was quite long, uh, but, you know, they have to process the tickets and do all that. But it was awesome, man. So many people um, to really kind of meet in real life, if you will, like a lot of people from the various slacks and the whole community that all got together. Uh, it was great to chat with people and, and kind of dive a little bit deeper into certain topics. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. I was really impressed with it. And I think uh, it's definitely going to be a staple at NAB for years to come. Mm. Tracy, you were saying in the chat, you were there, so you can kind of do a compare and contrast from the year before. Yeah, I would agree with, can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Yep. I would agree that, uh, there was a lot less flocking. I don't know if it's due to the different sponsors or what, uh, but I did hear people got turned away. They had to turn away a few people because they hit capacity at that bar. Uh, I was mm -hmm. talking with Joey, and apparently, like, they might go somewhere else because if they're hitting capacity, they're hitting capacity. But it's a really – I would agree that you could go up and talk to people uh, a lot more than you could in previous years. Uh, like, I talked to uh, Hachi from – uh, action movie kid, the guy who does all those little short VFX things. And I talked to him for a good amount of time and it was like, Oh cool. I could just do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I heard too, that there was some worry about maxing out and I guess they actually did. I didn't hear that they actually had, but it's probably cause I was talking with people. Um, yeah. I was talking with Joey and he was like, Oh, we had to turn away a couple people, maybe like six or seven people. Just yeah. Because I could fit more people in, but at that point, they could just stand outside the little, like, outdoor area and still get a lot of that, like, mm -hmm. chatting stuff. Yeah. I think I didn't close down the bar because I was so tired from traveling, but I heard that they had to actually, like, kick everyone out <laughs> at the end of the night. And has, was anyone there towards the end of the oh, night? Oh, yeah, they totally did. They, uh, yeah. At first, they kicked everyone out of the inside and pushed us out into, like, the little, like, outdoor area. And they're like, guys, you got to leave. Uh, and then they just pushed everybody out and then everyone either went to Shake Shack or which is right next door or kind of dispersed. Nice. Yeah. And big shout out to Dave 
Koss for making all those buttons. He made buttons for like everybody from the MoGraph Slack, it seemed like, and beyond. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we all know each other by like certain avatars or logos and whatnot. So it's cool to get your button and put it on. People could kind of find you that way. Um, trying to think of what else. Yeah, I actually, I realized I was showing my kids my hat this weekend with all the pins on it. And I actually never even grabbed one of my own pins. So <laughs> <laughs> it's elusive nice. to me now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else that happened Sunday? I think really it's just like a great way to kick it off. And like almost in a sense, like too climactic <laughs> to start off the week. Like I, I felt like so like energized by that event. And then when you go to, the floor you're like all right now i'm just gonna kind of like mellow out and and watch stuff so it's like a completely different tempo however Mm -hmm. that said going into this monday and with max on i think probably helped keep the energy going at least it seemed like that because matt and dave had been teasing it a little bit and uh, some of the max on team had been teasing at the the meetup that something big was going to be happening if you don't know what that is max on has acquired redshift um so that was huge on monday i talked about it a lot at nab so i'm gonna like gloss over it but i wrote uh like a medium post about it too and i'm gonna post it in the chat right now if you want to like really see all my thoughts on it but overall um actually how about this i'll i'll say mine last and you guys can read through that thing i just posted if you want but let's let's go around and like talk about it a little bit so mark i know you've started learning redshift more and more mm-hmm. this year so how like what are you feeling about it i mean i i was very excited to hear that uh i think um in kind of the whole render war game myself being a cinema 4d artist having the integration and like even though it sounds like not much is going to change per se just you know the redshift devs getting access to like C4D noises, you know, and stuff like that, I think is going to really kind of sweeten the deal a little bit in terms of uh, how I look at it. But I'm glad that I made the jump over to uh, redshift a few months ago. And I mean, I guess it also just shows in general that Maxon is kind of embracing GPU rendering, you know, um, rather than trying to compete and, you know, they have pro render and stuff like that, but, you know, um, there, they obviously see, um, a lot of potential in Redshift and a lot of, um, artists and studios and agencies using it. So I think it was a, a great acquisition for them. Um, and C4D or excuse me, Redshift being kind of made by artists. Like I think the dev team was like game devs or something like that yeah. from, Back in the day. So it's, it just seems like uh, Redshift and Maxon just even as separate companies have very similar um, goals and want to really work with artists to make the best possible product. So I think it's a, it's a great acquisition. Yeah. Um, how about, let's see, Pedro, is your mic working? Did you actually get that going? Uh, can you hear me okay now? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, me personally, I don't have much of an opinion about it, really, because I'm uh, not seeing user. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I use Optin for everything. I'm learning it now. 
I'm using the, uh, what is it, the trial alpha version, whatever, yeah. like the watermarked one. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm finding it kind of hard because you've got a lot of things to tweak, really. Whereas opting is just like a plug and play kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I find it a little bit more user friendly uh, for a newbie like me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it because I've, um, I'm learning it. I'm learning it. It's just, it takes a little bit of time, but yeah. And um, many of the studios here in London uh, use Redshift, like, um, like Territory, which is here around the corner from my house. I've heard they were switching from Arnold to Redshift, still using Arnold, but, um, but yeah, investing on that. Um, on Redshift, yeah. and um, yeah, it seems like it's it's a standard more so than Octane. So um, yeah, I need to learn it at some point. It's yeah, I mean, I was kind of interested in your opinion too because I know you like Octane and just like wanted to hear people's takes on because I I really like how Maxon is handling it with Octane and like how they they talk to Jules about it too because um, Jules I think just found out. Sunday evening that the merger was happening as well. But um, I'll go into like my, my article a little bit too and about that. But like pretty much on the surface, it seems like nothing is changing between Maxon and Redshift. Like oh. they're still going to be their own individual companies. And so Maxon will do its thing, but it's now backing Redshift, if I understand correctly. So that means more assets and more financial stability for Redshift and like hiring devs. And with that said, Panos, one of the lead developers, posted on the forums that like they've already hired like five developers because of this and are like slating, like definitely getting the beta out for Redshift 3 and RT in the next like couple weeks here um, because they were able to bring on more developers. So that's really cool. And Maxon has also said that, you know, for everyone that is thinking, man, now Redshift is going to get so much more than Octane and everything, that anything that becomes available through SDK to Redshift will be available to all third-party engines. So if you're using Cycles, Octane, V-Ray, doesn't matter. So it seems like even though they're saying Redshift is getting the noises, that means Octane should get it too as well, and V-Ray and everybody should be able to now access to the, the standard Cinema 4D noises which is really awesome because they're yeah, it's great. great. I know that they're really hard to, to mimic in GPU, so I guess that means Maxon's going to hand over the, the code to, to Redshift to figure out how to implement it instead of like trying to, to mimic it. Um, some other stuff. What else? Um, the node graph. So specifically in R20, the new node graph should be implemented into Redshift in the near future, which is awesome because, man, it really sucks. <laughs> the espresso, it is just like a total pain in the ass. So I'm excited to see that. Um, what else? Business side of things, I already said, it's kind of like how Maxon is owned by Namacheck, that Maxon now owns Redshift. And they, you know, they run their businesses as they run them, but they just have a parent company over them now. So um, you shouldn't feel like it's going to be like the Arnold acquisition or like things like that. Even though the Arnold acquisition has gone pretty well with Autodesk, um, you're not going to start seeing like all this splintering between C4D and Houdini and Maya and, and all the DCCs. Um, it should be kept up pretty well. So yeah, I feel like there's like this whole stigma of like getting acquired and it's just going to totally like fuck the, the thing up, you know? Um, 
whether it's substance and Adobe or, or whatnot. But as far as I can tell, like an acquisition like this is only giving more like power to the devs of Redshift because it's like, cool. Now we have money to like actually spend on, you know, growing our team and finishing 3.0 and just getting stuff done, you know? And, uh, again, with Maxon always being, um, I don't know, very transparent and like in a way always very involved with like the artist community and all that. Like I can't imagine they're going to start, you know, putting their hands all over Redshift and controlling it and, you know, because they know it's a great tool for all the other programs as well, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah. I think Alexa, you, did you want to chime in? I saw in the chat. Yeah. I think it's uh, like, first of all, you just said that Maxon, I don't think they'll actually, like people, a lot of people are worried that Maxon will make it just for cinema, but uh, Maxon, if anything, is trying to be a hub for all the other software. Like it's trying to integrate as well as it can. So, I doubt they'll, you know, try and monopolize it and go, okay, now only Cinema 4D gets Redshift. I mean, they're trying to integrate with everyone as much as they can with, you know, open standards and stuff. And also, like, the thing people are freaking out that Maxon bought it. But, like, you got to remember that if someone bought Redshift, it means that there was an opportunity to buy it. It means they're either struggling with cash flow or they needed to develop faster pointers. It means they were open to the acquisition. So we should just be happy that it was Maxon and not, you know, <laughs> someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It could have been the foundry or whoever bought the foundry, <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, I think it's the best for, especially for us Cinema 40 users, it's the best thing that could have happened for, you know, Redshift wise. Agreed. So, yeah. Happy days, I think. If I still haven't started using it, I just tried the demo a couple of times, but I think this is, you know, great for everyone like this. Maybe Maya or Max will pretend, maybe potentially could lose support for something that's like Max or something that has their own integrations, but, um, yeah, I think Houdini, they'll definitely keep supporting because it's, you know, maximum side effects are really tight. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were asking too, like, is this going to just straight up replace ProRender? And at this time, it doesn't seem like it. You know, ProRender will still be in R21. Matt put something in the chat. Um, the CEO of, of Maxon Americas, I believe, or... Um, no, all, all of it's, it's, he's all, the guy that okay. came He's the one that came over from Adobe. Oh, word. Uh, yeah. David is, he's on the Slack now, the MoGraph Slack, and chimed in just saying uh, that one, ProRender will be in R21. Two, uh, they will continue su to support other render plugins like Octane, etc. Three, Redshift will support other hosts and other programs. Four, Redshift will uh, still be sold as is, or as it currently is. So, um, you know, don't think that if you just bought Redshift, like, oh man, I just wasted 500 bucks or whatever it was because that it's still going to be the same pricing and kind of subscription model there uh, or licensing model. Um, but yes, uh, Redshift and C4D will work together to make that integration even better. So pretty cool to have the CEO chiming in about that and kind of informing us more about that roadmap. So um, yeah. And I forget, Nick was there, the, the CEO of Redshift, and he was stating some like statistics of like where the users are for like 30% come from Cinema 40, like 30% come from Houdini and things like that. Um, and just like as a 
business sense, it would be really stupid for Maxon to like start breaking away from those channels because it's like mm-hmm. Maxon makes or Cinema 4D makes up a, a big chunk of Redshift users. But you got to think of like all these big percentages and all these like new studios like Blizzard Entertainment has adopted Redshift into their pipeline and they're definitely going to be using Houdini and probably Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if they kill off support for that, that that's a whole chunk of revenue that that they would be screwing over for themselves. Exactly. It's not a smart business move. Yeah. So. Whereas Arnold can lose Cinema 4D users probably with a lot less pain than, yeah. you know, because it's probably it's much smaller compared to the Maya users. Right. Yeah. So I had next on the, the itinerary just to talk about presenters. Um, I personally saw like some of the best presentations, I think, like since I've been watching C40 live, like it, it was really, really inspiring and just like pipeline stuff and not, not so much even just like technical stuff in cinema 40. Uh, but like uh, Ranger and Fox broke down how, how their pipeline was for a project. And it was just really cool to see as I punched my mic, putting my glasses back on. Um, so that was really cool. I also walked around a lot this year too. So I'm definitely interested to hear what everyone thought of presenters this year and who their favorites were. Um, but yeah, Mark, do you have any favorites? I know you walked around a lot just like me. So <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see more of the show floor than I had in years past, which was fun, you know, and you know, I just want to give a shout out to Maxon and, and Dave and Matt from uh, MoGraph who helped do the live streams for C4D because, or C4D live, because it's great to be there in person and watch them, but knowing that, the archive will be available and you can go home and watch it is like, I tried to take a little bit more advantage of walking around the show floor to really see it this year. Um, and it, I think the presentations are, are already up on Vimeo and YouTube and whatnot. Um, yeah. That in the link and they're just like the straight live streams. I believe they're not broken up yet. Um, which is still cool because you can kind of go through and just watch, you know, day three, if you want. Yeah. Uh, I would say, reliability wise Vimeo seems to be a lot better because I tried watching on YouTube on my TV and the audio like at some point sometimes will slip and it'll be like ahead of the stream or behind. Yeah, I noticed that too. And Vimeo seems to be like straight on. So cool. Um, I, I would recommend people start at Vimeo, which is strange because we've all been complaining <laughs> lately. And uh, just FYI for those who weren't there, didn't see it. Vimeo had a huge presence at NAB, they had a huge booth and I didn't really get to talk to anyone there. I walked around their booth, but it seems like they're uh, noticing that they've been slipping and they're kind of doubling down of like, all right, we need to like keep our user base. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what's to come, but they had a bunch of interesting things that they were showing off in the booth. So um, I can't really speak to like, uh, exactly what they all were in detail, just because I don't necessarily know and I don't want to uh, mislead anyone, but it looks like they're noticing that they've uh, kind of slipped up a little bit. Um, but going back to the presenters, um, obviously all worth watching because any, anyone who presents there is um, an amazing artist and, and presents really well. Uh, but I really enjoyed seeing Barton Damers. Uh, talk about uh, he did some stuff with their uh, New Balance shoe um, mm-hmm. 
and using fields and displacement uh, using Redshift. So that was really cool. Um, uh, Brett Morris, uh, like you said, from Ranger and Fox and their workflow for like a ginormous project. Uh, and then Aaron Coverit, his um, presentation was awesome as well. He's a really good presenter and um, threw out some nuggets of information that like some of us in the crowd were like looking at each other like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea you could do that, you know, and just like little workarounds and stuff like that. So definitely check him out. I think he was day three. I think, yeah, because I, I was just landing when he was going on. So I think it was day three. Yeah. And uh, watching Beeple stuff too, because he did his everydays or his dailies live at the booth. And he had like Chad and EJ and Nick from uh, uh, Nick Campbell from Grayscale um, kind of each day they were like coaching him or like, you know, asking questions or giving them some direction. And that was really cool. And just to see his different workflows of like adding fog with the Z depth passes and like bringing that into uh, Photoshop and color, like color picking to uh, change the color of that Z depth pass to like integrate it better with the image. And then there was a, so many cool like little tips and tricks that, I was watching and, you know, I've known about the Z depth pass like for fog, but never thought to like go in and like color pick it and like tweak the colors of it, you know? Um, yeah. So like little things like that. It was cool. Yeah. I, like going on to Beeple's, it was really interesting to see like how shitty his renders are at first before he takes them into Photoshop and like starts to tweak them up a bit too. It's like, really, man, you're not going to like run some more samples on that. And then he'll just like filter it and it turns out great. So um, that gave me some new perspective. Like, may, like, am I spending too much time trying to get like the perfectly clean image? Like, should I really be working on my compositing a little bit more? So, mm -hmm. um, how about Dan? I know you were there cause we shared an Airbnb, but what were your <laughs> thoughts on, on presentations? Yeah. You're a little bit quiet, but it's working. All right. Uh, yeah, I kind of just echoing everything. Uh, Aaron's optimization stuff kind of blew my mind. Um, definitely going to have to watch that a few times and, uh, Ranger and Fox's or uh, Brett Morris. It's like, I love his workflow stuff. He's so next level with his workflow and I really love that stuff. So those were my two big ones. And then I think what Pedro said, like the Beeple stuff was, it was really funny and entertaining, kind of useless, <laughs> uh, like learning wise. I mean, it kind of, I definitely liked, I, it was interesting to see him open up his content browser and he just had an enormous library of stuff and it's just drag and drop. So that was, uh, and like you said, like he kind of fixes a lot of things in post, but I, you know, I think that's kind of more, he was doing a daily in 45 minutes. So, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those were the big highlights for me. Very loud, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I kind of was wandering the floor a little bit and kind of focusing on talking to people more than watching a lot of the presentations. Um, but those were the ones that I made sure that I saw. Yeah. I'll agree with you that with that too. Like I was definitely talking to people a lot more. 
something interesting too about this year is like it seemed like they're like Maxon drew a much bigger crowd this year too. Um, and I know like they have people and Andrew Kramer and um, like really big name presenters this year, but at the same time, just like oh, like almost every single one had presenters or not presenters had people sitting and watching the presentations and then standing around the presenter too. And like around the outside, um, which I hadn't and seen. You need a bigger like booth. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We were, we were, uh, we were pissing off a few of the booths around us. Like, well, <laughs> were, were they coming over and like complaining about it? Yeah, totally. Oh man. That's... Yeah. One, uh, the guys, the guys to the, the, I don't know, like the left of us or whatever. They're like, you guys need to keep it down. I'm going to contact NAB. You're being too loud. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the people behind us or not behind us, the, the ones in front of, you know, where people were standing, that guy was a total jerk. Like he kicked uh Handel's pregnant wife out of her chair because they were sitting in their specific area. Oh man. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was definitely a crowd for every presenter. I actually had to leave uh, when Andrew Kramer started because so many people started crowding in. I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, for Andrew Kramer's presentation, I went and stood like behind the booth and I watched his screen the whole time instead of watching like the projection. Cause like that's the only way I could actually see. It was like, okay, I'll just go all the way back and round. And it was yeah. crazy. Um, what else? All right. So this is going to be like probably weird for people to hear, but Mark and I got to talk to Adobe and I know a lot of other people got to talk to Adobe at the event. Um, and so like a week and a half before NAB, this woman, Teresa, reached out to Mark and I just to kind of give our insights about the industry because they've been listening to the Monday meeting, surprisingly. Um, and so we agreed to meet up at NAB. And I got to say, it's pretty awesome what Adobe's trying to do lately. So this woman, Teresa, just got hired on by Adobe. And I think what she said is by September, she's got to like put a game plan in place for retention. Um, basically they, they see how upset the community is getting and how kind of disabled, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, uh, after effects is becoming and heavy and everything. So I, it was super refreshing to have like a direct contact at Adobe want to sit down with us for an hour and just like, listen to us complain about stuff and like, took it with stride too. Like we, like we were getting into like some nitty gritty stuff and she, she was like, look, I'm, I'm new to Adobe. I don't have like any, any preference over anything at Adobe. Like I'm, I'm here just to make people want to stay and make the products better. Um, so I thought that was super refreshing. How did you feel about all that Mark? And if anyone else got to talk to Teresa too, I'd be interested to see how they went. Cause I know like Tokyo Megaplex slash Chris was going to do it as well. Yeah, I thought it was cool that, I mean, Adobe's obviously putting some money and effort into um, bringing some new people on for more like community, not outreach per se, but really trying to listen more to what the community is saying. And, and just FYI, she said that they read every comment that's on the forums. So um, I think we've always kind of known that Adobe's pretty good about being involved in that stuff, but she was like, 
no, it's like straight up, we read all that. And uh, yeah, it was just cool to give some feedback, just like workflow stuff and, and whatnot, what we'd like to see in it. And I mean, as basic as feedback is like, yo, just make RAM preview work, please. Like, let me watch an MP4. Let me use an MP3 and not a WAV file. Like, just random stuff like that where it's like, it's not even um, features. It's just usability and like, you know, they obviously rewrote the um, render engine or the playback engine for Premiere, but that has never really worked its way into After Effects. And, you know, we're kind of vocal of like, you know, you have people or software like Fusion coming up behind you that works great, uh, can play back a lot of stuff. You can do a lot of um, interesting work within that program as well. And they're coming up fast. So you, you're going to start losing people if, uh, you know, if you can't even watch your stuff, you know, and you have to like more or less render it before you can even watch it. And, you know, it's just basic stuff, basic feedback like that. And, you know, she was just like, Whoa, really? Like, okay, this is, (laughs) this is all great info, but I don't, you know, not to be totally obvious there, but you know, if it's our chance to give feedback to a direct link there and, you know, I'm going to say it's a pain in the ass if I can't watch my reference video or, you know, so. uh, Yeah. I'd say like anyone once that's listening or um, even like audio wise later, if you want to talk to Adobe directly, Teresa was open to us giving out her email and, and having people reach out The, the way that I would describe it is almost like Ryan Summers office hours where it's like, 30 minutes or so of your time and she just kind of wants to hear your background, how you got into motion design and like what the hell's going on and with Adobe products and how you're using them and, and what they could do better. So um, yeah, definitely let, let us know. Yeah. Um, anyone else too? Did, did anyone else here at, that was at NAB get to talk to Teresa? Or even go check out the After Effects booth because they have like a little mini booth behind the main Adobe one. I got to check it out for a little bit while we were there, but then um, beforehand I got to see like a really interesting character animator pre- uh, presentation and I've never even opened character animator and I watched and I was like, damn, I could have used this like on a job like three weeks ago or like a month ago. And it seemed way, I guess way more efficient, but also like intuitive as well. Like it, it just seemed like, all right, this is definitely built for this why the hell are we still trying to use Duic and like rubber hose inside After Effects? Like, I, I feel like Adobe's not doing a good enough job promoting that stuff. Um, there are a couple other things that excited me too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I have in the notes? So I wrote down Blackmagic Fusion 16 since we were just talking about that as well. Um, that came out, so it was nine and then I rounded it up to 16. So it matches DaVinci as well, since they're doing that whole like standalone, but merger thing too. Um, I have used it since I got back and man, the UI update is super awesome. Um, it seems extremely stable. They're calling it a beta release, but I don't even know how it can be a beta release. Like it, it is awesome way, like way more stable than nine. Even like I can have open, uh, what is it, OpenCL or whatever GPU that they're processing that they're doing on and it actually hasn't been crashing and before it's like, if you have that on, you may as well just kiss Fusion goodbye. It's like, it's not even gonna stay open. Um, so that's been really awesome. I've seen a couple new tutorials come out 
using Fusion 16, doing like side by side comparisons of nine versus the speed in 16. And like some of it's been like doubling on some of the processing. So that's really awesome if you're a compositor or use that at all. Um, Marcus says, you got a, a demo about it? Yeah, so I was talking to Chad Ashley a bit about Fusion and he was like, oh, you got to go over to the Black Magic booth and get a demo from Steve Roberts. He's like the dude who like made it, you know, or the main dev on it. So I like wandered over there and, you know, someone from Black Magic came up to me and they're like, hey, can we help you? And I was like, well, I'd love to get kind of a demo with Fusion 16, what's going on and whatnot. She was like, all right, uh, yeah, follow me partnered me up like just by coincidence with Steve Roberts. So I was like, oh, Chad told me to come find you, you know? And he walked me through kind of like this demo project that they had where it was essentially, you know, taking a, a photograph, kind of extruding it into 3D, adding rain and particles and smoke and all this stuff. And I was just like, holy shit. I've never, I've never really dabbled at all with Fusion and just like, a lot of the shelf tools and just different things for like, even like particle work seems so fast and easy. I was just like, wow, like this is pretty mind blowing for me. And the fact that it's free and the free version can output up uh, UHD. So that's 3840 by 2160, you know, that's pretty phenomenal. And then there is like the standalone version for 300 bucks or something. But the fact that it's free comes bundled with resolve and all that, I was like, all right, I got to buckle down and really check this out. Um, especially for any sort of, you know, just comping work. It seems so fast and, and stable. Even like you said, it's beta, but he was pushing a lot of stuff around and it didn't even buckle, you know? So I was really impressed with that. Yeah. <laughs> Alexi, what you're saying, like demo, I thought that's what you meant, like a demo CD too, or like a demo flash drive, like <laughs> at a demonstration. <laughs> Uh, totally. I got my demo uh, ROM disc right here, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. And I'm hoping that it pushes Adobe to do more stuff. So, man, we've already been talking for like 40 minutes. I, okay. So uh, I'll try and tie up Monday a little bit faster. So Media Motion Ball was on Monday. I This is the second one that I've been to. And it was fun. Good food. Um, I was a little bit surprised about the turnout this year as well. Like it just wasn't as full while well, last year we had people sitting out in the hallway because the banquet was like overbooked. So um, it was very interesting. And even during when prizes were given out at the end, like some of the main sponsors had already left the event to go to like Adobe's after party and like other parties that were set up. And like, I, I want to say like most of us left, like two thirds of the way through. So um, kind of makes me wonder if that will continue being around because it, it just feels like you're being advertised at the whole time and a little bit disappointed instead of just like actually there for networking and having fun. So yeah, what did you do during that event? You didn't actually go to that, did you Mark? I did not go to that event. What did I yeah. do? I went to uh, a dinner with some, I do some live production work as well. Oh yeah, dinner with a bunch of those people and and uh, some. 
I mean, I guess I can kind of tease it a little bit, but uh, I've got a friend of mine that works over at LinkedIn and LinkedIn's doing a lot of live streaming stuff now. And they're kind of interested in what we're doing here. Um, So there might be uh, a future thing that has uh, Monday meetings somehow like integrated with LinkedIn live, um, same format and all that. But you know, we're in talks of maybe doing something like that, which could be cool because it would definitely, you know, uh, grow the audience of, of this and, you know, bring it to, I don't want to say more global, but outside of like certain slacks or cha- uh, Twitter channels and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I forgot you went, you went to that. And I guess the way you kind of explained it to me is like almost like cross streaming a little bit. Like we would yeah, have this it's kind of be like white labeled in a way. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we wouldn't do anything that would jeopardize what we've built this to be. Like, if I want to say, what the fuck, I'm still going to say that, you know, but um, yeah, stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I didn't go to Media Motion Ball this year. So Yeah. But did you, I don't remember because this is where the night starts to get to be a little <laughs> bit blurry for me. Um, so we went to Casino Royale, which is like a little hole in the wall casino inside of Best Western and man yeah matt is dancing right now that is probably where the funniest parts of nab came from all week was there and not not just like people drunk but like weed is legal in marijuana or in marijuana wow weed is legal in las vegas as well so it's like you have like people that are high and drunk and like gambling and like freaking out vegas baby Woo! like if you want to see like the epitome of Vegas and MoGraph people geeking out. It was at Casino Royale. Um, yeah, Matt, I don't know. Best. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to chime in? Or like, yeah, it was. Casino it was- Royale night is like the absolute best. Like, yeah. I discovered that. So I, I on my 21st birthday, my dad took me to Vegas and I spent the, I, I found basically the cheapest, grossest place on the strip. And that was the Casino Royale. And yeah. so, uh, uh, I mean, you've got dollar roulette, you've got $5 minimum craps, $5 blackjack. It was amazing. It was so yeah. much fun. We, we spent, what, four hours at that craps table, and, yeah. like, I only lost $20. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Awesome. It, it was amazing, and I'm not going to go into any names, but one per- person in particular really made that night with – his comments towards some of the the prostitutes that hang around this place and (laughs) (laughs) and just like got to a point that I'm really certain that a pit boss had to escort the person out and it was just hilarious. So if you're at NAB, I don't think I've ever heard this talked about on any podcast, go hang out with people at the after parties and go, go to a casino with people because (laughs) people really start to let loose and it's, it's amazing. Um, so Before with that, you know, the- you know, oh, yeah. he ended up getting two C4D tattoos that night, right? Did No, I did yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication. That's amazing. Yeah. God. <laughs> I was just going to say, before we go on to the next, uh, thing here, JC, I think had his hand raised when we were talking about media motion ball and casino Royale. Oh yeah. I was talking about media motion ball. I think that it was so packed last year, uh, because, the year before, Red Giant gave away everything for the 20th anniversary of Media Motion Ball. And so that's why it was so packed. 
But then this year, I mean, they didn't do it last year. It was just a one-time thing. And now it's like tapering off. Um, going, like talking about meeting Ocean Belt, it's always been kind of a weird mix of people who can't walk because they're so old and also us. It's like a weird <laughs> dichotomy. Um, it's like the people who like did our work before, like it was so ubiquitous before it was actually easy. And then also now we're here like, Hey, let's just do it. And so it's always been weird, but this year it felt like extra weird. Like, I don't know. Personally, I don't know if I'm going to go back next year, not because it's like bad, but like, it's just kind of like that crowd has not, is not necessarily the people I want to be talking to, even though like we are the people that go there. Yeah. I, I am on board with that. I'm going to very much weigh it next year and maybe just buy a ticket at the last moment see who else is going. I was talking with some people and like, yeah, the Meet Motion Ball is one of the only parties that like doesn't have music blaring and you actually talk to people. So that is a plus. But like, on the other hand, it's like, it feels not good anymore. Like that was my fourth or fifth year to go there. And that it definitely felt like it had run its course, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is nice that you can talk to people and it's a little bit more intimate the same time, like as everybody was starting to get ready to leave and we're like going around to David Bredore and people and people like saying, Hey, did you know that we can get into this nightclub for free tonight? People were so down and they were just like, yeah, like we need something a little bit more lively. So I guess well, it maybe is- it's prime for a, a, a revamp, you know? Yeah, maybe. Media motion ball. We will do karaoke that night. Yeah, yeah dude. You, oh man, I, I'm best so karaoke mad. wins Red Giant Suite. We haven't even gotten there yet. I'm so sad I missed karaoke. I I was convinced by Sean Astrom to like take the night easy. He's like, you gotta fly out at like 7 a.m., dude. So go easy. Um, I'm pretty sure Sean showed up. No, Sean. Sean well, unless he, unless he came like way after because we were back at our house until like 12 12 30. Oh, okay. We both went to bed, so maybe he did. Um, Tuesday, we'll just jump into Tuesday. That was a lot more presentations. Everything that we already said, go watch the presentations. Let's say let's jump to like the key events of the day, which were pinball party and MoGraph karaoke. Mm-hmm. So, pinball party, if you've never been, is at the Las Vegas Pinball Museum. I think is what it's called. And it's run by MoGraph, or sorry, um, Maxon puts it on every year and it was fun and it was great the old man was not there so if you've ever heard stories of the old man that like hates us it was the just... old man did show up he oh he showed did up show up later oh really yeah. oh, okay because when i was there yeah, like apparently the reason he wasn't there is because he was with the city of las vegas to try and get uh land on the strip for a new because right now it's in like a warehouse which is... he already actually owns the land oh he owns the land yeah 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 Okay, so he wa- does he want to make a new like Hall of Fame or whatever? Yeah. So he's got he's got basically like a gigantic warehouse full of old pinball machines, and yeah. he bought land. He outbid just about like all these big developers for this land. This, like this guy's loaded. You look at him and you wouldn't know that he's loaded, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's it, you know he's he's paying a million dollars a quarter at a time. Um. Uh. Uh. 
for this land and he's going to build it into a giant pinball hall of fame pinball museum whatever and like the front of it's going to be like a a giant pinball machine holy shit okay (laughs) that would probably do really well on the strip yeah so well so that's what so the event is just playing uh, pinball with motion designers all night and there's food trucks and everything that's great but even though i didn't make it from the stories i've heard that the new karaoke event like has overshadowed that event by a lot oh yeah karaoke baby that's gonna be a yearly thing no doubt because that was freaking fun yeah so Uh, mograph.com and iDesign both sponsor that so matt or dave do you want to talk about it since you guys put it on well i i had nothing to do with it this was mostly dave and ej you know like they're the ones who put everything together and like dave did all the organization so basically we're like you know okay so four years ago uh uh we you know while we were doing the podcast or whatever like hey we're gonna rent a limo for all of our you know all the people who listen to the show and blah 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 it's gonna be amazing and and we had zero people show up so uh we actually ended up taking david ariev to the airport in the limo because we had no one show up so Fast forward to last year. Last year, we had to rent out one of those giant SUV limos to fit all the people. I mean, we've done it every year since, you know, and it's exponentially grown. So this year, we had to rent four limos. And 76 people. 76 people. And they took us all to uh, the, uh, the karaoke place that EJ found. We rented out four different karaoke rooms, you know, filled up the whole place. Uh, we had bottles of alcohol uh, in each of the things. People got very wasted even before they got to karaoke. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And we spent maybe like three or four hours at the karaoke place afterwards. And it's pretty so, phenomenal. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wanna, I wanna just mention. I was in the, uh, I was in the limo with the. Well, I guess you guys were in that one too, where the limo driver had like Queen on repeat, and there was like the oh same three Queen songs over and over so and perfect. over. And we're driving down the strip, like, all right, change the fucking music. But uh, that was pretty fun. And then I would say the, uh, the MVPs of. Uh, Carrie Moki would be Octane Jesus. He was in pretty much, he was on the mic quite a bit. Uh, Max on Rick was there, Casey V, Paul Babb. There's a lot a of like, VIP MVPs, dude. The, the guys from Corridor Digital were there. The entire yep. school of motion people were there. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So, yeah. And then Dan Marino, who's not here he stepped away for a moment but there's a photo of him going around where he is just like in the most rocker intense photo pose yeah yeah i i will definitely make sure i'm flying out on thursday from now on not wednesday actually you say that now um but a lot of people don't know this oh uh, yeah but uh nab next year is actually starting on sunday and ending on wednesday so I don't know how that's going to throw things around as far as what nights, what parties are happening, you know, but, uh, but yeah, 
Um, um, just be aware for those who have never been to an NAB or have been previous years, it starts on Sunday. And I actually think that's a lot better because people are, I, I feel like we'll get more people to show up because instead of having to take four days off of work or five days off of work, you know, they only have to take a couple, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Cool. I, I've come, I knew about it. I just forgot about it. Um, so Mark, do you want to talk about Wednesday at all? Cause I was gone. I'm sure it's just presentations, but then Mocart is Wednesday night, right? Yeah. I did not go to Mocart. I flew out Wednesday night. Uh, so maybe JC, uh, the organizer of yeah, Mocart. I can to Mocart cause I yeah. put it on. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I mean, normally we're the only ones there, like, but for whatever reason this year, uh, Mocart had, was at the same time as two other private events, which was weird. Uh, so we had to wait a little bit for our races, but it was, it was really good. Uh, we got a couple of good races in, uh, it was usually like people are rowdy. And so they have to like shut, like limit the speed a little bit. Uh, but everyone did a clean race and we like, they didn't stop us once. And that was great. Um, there was a guy who found us from the media motion ball, uh, and he showed up and we were talking with him for a while and he's cool. Uh, and then we, we get our names called, so we go up to race. Uh, he pulls out these racing gloves, and then he points out that he has racing shoes on. That guy came to race. Um, like, like all of us, all the normal like mo cart people, we were all within like two seconds of each other. But that guy, that guy was two seconds ahead of the next person ahead of us. Dang. Like, and on a on a track that's only thirty seconds long to like go around. That's a lot. <laughs> it's amazing. Came to play. That was good. Uh, and then after that, uh, a lot of people went and did a pub crawl with Tim Kirkowski, who's the uh, uh, AfterVex product owner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think. Yeah. So that like that's like the closing events, really, because I mean Thursday there's the show, but it only goes till like noon. Um, I would say like I was watching on Thursday and it was super cool to have all those like random quick tips at the end. Like, I, I think that should be a, a thing from now on. I would love to see that. We, we told Matthias, we're like, we really like this because not only the people who were presenting like really quick were, it, it gave, it gave us all a chance to like, you know, stand up there and do something. But also yeah. all of us who were watching were like, what? I didn't know that. You know, it was very cool. Yeah, a little quick tip fire session would be pretty fun to do every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did that at Blend two years ago where like all the presenters and like a couple other special people got in line. And I think they had at most three to five minutes, something like that. And like just rapid fire, like here's how you do this in After Effects. Yeah, that's how you do this. Yeah. So... Um, let's see, Mark, you have one other note at the, uh, for your I favorite. I was just going to kind of do a lightning round really quick of like favorite yeah. moments. Um, my favorite moments were kind of, you know, seeing all the artists and hanging out with a bunch of you guys at the booth, um, trying to see more of the show floor than I had in years past. I mean, there's so it's over a million square feet. So there's just so much stuff, mm. uh, really cool to like go around and see stuff. Um, all the after parties and the good conversations and stuff uh, that I had with a bunch of you uh, were kind of my highlights. Uh, yeah. How about you? I would agree. I, I spent so much more time 
like interacting with people this year, <clears throat> which I liked a lot more. I wasn't just like sitting there and like feeling I was stuck at the, not like stuck, but like that was dedicated to the Maxon booth. Cause last year I was just like, man, I want to watch all these presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really nice. And we stepped away for lunch uh, each time this year, which was really nice. We weren't, well, but I guess not each time. One of the times we went and got sandwiches locally, but um we stepped away, which was really nice. And then that like had a nice small group of people that we got to just talk to and have like a intimate lunch with that I hadn't done the year before. I just ate at the convention center. Um, what else really casino Royale was a huge highlight. And as always just hanging out with people and, and seeing people face to face. Cause after this I'll be online of course. And then I'll talk to my kids mostly that's, mm-hmm. that will be my interaction. <laughs> I want to uh, just ask Claudio what his highlights were because this was your first NAB, right? Yeah, yeah this is my, was my first one. Uh, I didn't try to see everything because I knew that it wouldn't be possible to see everything. But yeah, I mostly stick around around the Maxon board. Uh, but yeah, the highlight had to be uh, Tuesday night with the karaoke and the pinball party. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, because in Royale was one hell of a... Of, of an experience, to be honest. I was not expecting that. It was pretty <laughs> funny. But yeah, overall, yeah, I think like Monday, yeah, uh, the motion ball was, I expected something else, to be honest, was a bit too corporate for me. I uh, was like, yeah, this is product X, product Y, product this, this and that. So it was a bit weird. But yeah, like Tuesday night was like the most, the most, like the biggest one for me. It's like just shouting at the mic until like, Gathers <laughs> lost completely lost my voice, but yeah, like presentation wise, probably like my favorite would have to be like Aaron. Uh, I also really liked like the fact like that smear balls just grabbed one of Mike's uh, scans and just use it straight out and post it on Mike's on Twitter. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. No, yeah, it was it was a pretty good week. Uh, I got really tired, especially because like 11 hour flight was just insane. And straight to the medium bush and ball out of the airplane. Yeah. But yeah, no, for the first experience, it was like, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Right on. Well, it was good to meet you and hang out for a bit. That was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it, that's, that's the thing is like meeting everyone for the first time. And then like you have an idea of how people are because you see them on YouTube or on like in a Monday meeting every day. And then, like, you actually meet it in person, and, like, some of them are completely different, especially, like, because you end up out at, like, at night, and everyone's just, like, super wild. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, like, so I forget who it was, but I was talking to somebody in the line for uh, the meetup, and they're like, yeah, you seem like you're, like, 70% of what you are online. Like, <laughs> there's, like, 30% of you that I was expecting something different. I was like, okay, I, I get that. They didn't see any claws on your hands. They were yeah. like, where? Yeah. That's probably <laughs> the 30% of like, where are the claws? <laughs> no, I mean, I think it was a, a great NAB and a lot of fun. And I hope to uh, see all you guys there again next year, um, if not sooner, you know, um, with Camp MoGraph and other events. Um, but yeah, uh, just kind of wrapping up, I guess we're over an hour now. Um, Liam, did you want to just run through the links? Yeah, we've got like two links. So really quickly, Sumai, who's been on before, has a new piece out called Reno. Um, 
kind of sh short compared to other pieces that he's put out. So nice, easy watch, but of course, inspiring. Um, and then if you're into Game of Thrones, there's a whole new title sequence that came out. And uh, sorry for like all the extra like crap on the URL. I got it from EJ. Um, so it's from his email campaign. But um, yeah, very cool to see that they revamped it. I haven't watched Game of Thrones in probably like three seasons or maybe four seasons. Um, so if you haven't been watching, it's still inspirational to go check this out and how they break it down. And I think Elastic did it. And before it used to only be on the outside of the buildings, but this time they actually like pan through the buildings and, and you get to see lots of little details. So it's cool. Yeah. I want to, uh, also throw one more link that we didn't put in there. Um, but is the, that kind of fan art Westeros world or whatever. Oh yeah. That came out right before AMB. Yeah. Cause we've been gone for two weeks now, but that yeah. is insane. And it's insane that, uh, the level of work by one artist can be that good. And, you know, same to, with Somai's piece, like the fact that he's like the brainchild that does all that, it's, it blows my freaking mind. Yeah. But, um, so we'll add this one to the show notes too. I just dropped the link in the, cool yeah so um that's it though i think for everything that i have in the notes so cool yeah i guess too um as you notice today for everybody that's on the call and listeners we push back the call to 11 so if you're on the west coast we're trying to get you more involved if you like the new time let us know if it's still a little bit early because it's still 8 a.m for the west coast let us know um we hear you. We want to. We want to change the time and get as many people involved as possible. At the same time, we don't want to like collide into other shows and podcasts that are recording at the time, same time or like near the same time. So we're just trying to be cognizant of that. So it's a little bit of a balancing act. Um, but yeah, definitely let us know on that. Other than that, I think that's it for like notes and closing up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. I guess as always, if you have any feedback or questions or comments or whatever, feel free to reach out to us info at mondaymeeting.org or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. We will get back to you. Um, and other than that, we will see you guys next week. I don't think we have a, uh, a we don't have a topic or anything. Next week's open. So we'll, we'll, yeah. Take something, but it's it's tentative with Aaron. I need I need to like Aaron cover it has been like slowly getting pushed back more and more, and he's just been busy. So um, we are trying to get Aaron on, especially now after NAB and his awesome presentation. Yeah. Um. So other than that, have a great week. Just big up to all you guys. Thanks again for joining uh, us every week to do this. We uh, we really. Um, appreciate your involvement and we're stoked to do this with you guys every week. Yeah. That's a good point too. Maybe we should clarify something too. Last, the last call, we said that we have been doing this for six months and Mark and I realized that we've been releasing these to the public for six months, but we've actually almost been doing these calls for uh, 10 months now. We're in our 10th month. So yeah, we're approaching, that's a been, year. Yeah, we're approaching a year. So thanks so much for everyone that's been on the calls, even before we started releasing them. To audio. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys and gals, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Cool. Later, everybody. Peace.